this and that with Ola and Jazz. We have screen sharing. We have recording. What else could you want? I know. Yeah. We got it all. We got it all. Okay, all right. Go. Look at that. There we go. Big and fat. All right. So it is September 30th. It is uh, a week since uh, the last time uh, we hung out and uh, we got started on our our app that's going to uh, change the world and uh, allow for coaches and teachers and folks who want to share their knowledge with others to easily go in and set up a, an online uh, little space uh, where they can uh, schedule events, they can, uh, in, a, in a perfect world, in three or at a maximum, I would say five easy steps, set up a website and start to uh, push out content, whether that is uh, podcast audio, if it is video, without having to figure out the, uh, the ins and out of how do I do all of this and how do I get things up into Spotify and how do I do, you know, whatever it might be. How do I stream to YouTube, etc. And uh, we, uh, we planned out uh, a few things uh, last time. If you uh, missed that uh, riveting episode of uh, Ola and Jazz, God, that was like beyond my levels of, uh, I could take the riveting, but I know, I then know. it got next level. <laughs> I know. That was the first episode of This and That with O-Line Jazz. Um, started off with uh, long periods of silence uh, mm-hmm. because I forgot to turn up the audio, but we tested things this time. So mm-hmm. I think that we are... Uh, hopefully good to go. Oh, yeah. And I should now, now that I'm mentioning this, I'm uh, getting uh, nervous, but I think we're good. Yes, <laughs> I see that I have your uh, desktop audio here. Uh, anywho, so um, how you been? What's dude, happened since the last time I talked to you? Dude, plenty. I think I might be moving to Nevada in a couple of, couple of months. Where in Nevada? Um, in the Henderson, Vegas area. Uh, I was right. chatting with people from Cirque du Soleil and some performers and people who have created Area 15 there, which is like this, this huge space for uh, creative work, like Meow uh-huh. Wolf. And just had this idea, like, I, you know, I'm going to give it something a try. But, you know, that's step two. Step one is what we got right here, uh-huh. which is like the little bits of this and that. And like, I'm like, this is... So good, because at some point, I, I, there's a ton of people who want this, and they just don't have an easy way of doing it. I'm like, well, wait, just hold on. We're, we're getting there. All so, right. All yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have, uh, so I've spent a little bit of time um, trying to uh, figure out some of the technology uh, to use. So, Oh, oh by the um, way, I, I want to say that the way you described this this whole app thing, uh, yes. this idea of platform, I just love it, man. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few things in there that I'm like, okay, you get it. Yes, um, yeah. I've thought quite a bit uh, about this actually, and um, I, I looked at a, um, a couple of different uh, 
uh, I looked at a, a couple of different uh, tools, technologies that we could you know, potentially use. Uh, so what I did is um, I didn't want to tell you about the what I'm about to show you just because oh, yeah. I want to get sort of your your honest reaction. And I don't know if this is going to work or if it's going to be good or this might be, uh, you know, we might eventually pick something else. But I wanted to try and find... Um, technologies where we can do as little like custom stuff as possible. Uh, so, you know, what's mm -hmm. out there that's available. Uh, yes. Uh, I got a surprise. What's out there that's available that we uh, can use uh, without having to write like a ton of custom code and uh, get a bit more of a sort of a turnkey solution. So I, I looked at, I started looking at two things. Well, really, I started looking at three mm. things. Um, so uh, one is uh, the something to manage the workflow. So the workflow there being defining sort of step one when users sign up. This is the first step. This is the second step. This is the third step that the user would go through to onboard himself mm. And again, we want to keep that to as few steps as possible, but something that can manage that. Uh, and then uh, when they go from, you know, step one to step two, step three, et cetera, then, so let's say that the uh, first step is, you know, tell us about yourself, name, what is it like brief little blurb about what it is that you're trying to do. And then when they go to the next step, there should be something that takes that information and then starts to create uh, a website in the background. So mm. I also started to looking at, okay, what is it out there that can be used to generate websites uh, based on just content without us sitting in like code, a bunch of stuff. Mm. Uh, and then uh, lastly, I started looking at, you know, managing like schedules, right? So how do we schedule things, notify people, um, you know, whether that is that I want to schedule that, hey, I'm doing a live session, you can sign up for this, or if we want to schedule, uh, or the person using this want to schedule like a one-to-one -one session, mm -hmm. keeping right. track of that. So, anywho, so those, uh, those are the, um, uh, the three things that I, that I started to look at. So, what I would like to do is... You want to uh, share your screen? Yeah. Okay, so let me stop let right here. Me, uh, let me uh, do that real quick. So um, let me share my screen here. And there we go. Nice. I have, uh, let's start with the, uh, the website. So literally what I did, uh, I just Googled around a little bit and uh, I found a, a couple of solutions. This was one of them that I found that, that looks kind of interesting, uh, restdb.io. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is, uh, I spent literally like five minutes trying to just figure out like what is the easiest way to get something up and running here. So I'm assuming that there, it's all document-based, like mm -hmm. JSON documents. Got it. Uh, so I'm assuming that there is perhaps, uh, you know, some document database, MongoDB perhaps in the back end. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, uh, I started off, they have a, uh, let me show you this first. They have a couple of examples 
of what you can uh, do with this. So this is one of the examples here. Uh, so they have a, uh, a number of, uh, go on and look at the uh, content here. So they have uh, some sample content. Uh, so this is all JSON data. Mm -hmm. And uh, you basically uh, just populate this uh, content database with, uh, with, uh, with JSON data. Mm -hmm. And then once it's in there, they can... Uh, or we can then, I'm going into this developer mode now, you can then create these pages. So you can go in and say that, hey, I would like to create a page and they have a couple different templates for, you know, if it's just static HTML, but they have this option is static HTML with database queries and something that they call handlebars, which I have no idea what that is, but uh, I'm sure that is awesome. Um, and uh, if I go in here and let's look at one of these pages. So what I, what I liked about this is here is a page mm -hmm. um, and um, let's go ahead and look at uh, another one here. You can define these like layout templates. But what I like here about it is if we go ahead and we look at the, uh, the code is that you can store data in the database, and then you can just uh, start to query that data, that content, like right away within these templates. You don't have to set up connection strings and do this and that. Oh, wow. You can just create a template, and in that template, you have this syntax. They define this context. This is how we get the data. And then you just mix that in with your, with your HTML. Huh. So... Um, I started looking at this and I created a, uh, uh, a very uh, simple example here. I, I looked at that first and then I said, okay, let me see if I can figure this out. So I created the, the this and that and oh, nice. I added uh, just working with some products. So I added a, uh, you know, three products, the green bike, blue bike, red bike. And what I wanted to do is I just wanted to create a page that would allow me to just display the name of the product, green bike, and then over here there's a, there's a unit price. Mm. Uh, so I went ahead and uh, go back into developer mode here. So I went ahead and uh, I uh, created a, a page. So I said HTML with data from a database. And then this right here is the... Uh, uh, the code. So I set up a, um, I set up a, uh, a context and, uh, I see. Okay. My, uh, collection. So that is my, my, my document collection. I call that products, right? And, um, then you can query data. So this empty, uh, set of curly braces that's essentially select star from products but they have this whole query language that you can use to query more specific things and you can pass parameters from one page to another so so just um yes. for those who are just listening to the podcast what's really happening is there's there's a document-based database it's not like a sql database and then it's you can query that and you get json results back and what mm -hmm. you can do is you can create all these arbitrary pages where you could just 
do a little bit of query at the top of the page in this section called context. And then you just write your HTML where you refer to the things you've queried from that database. And you can just... exactly. There's none of that extra clutter work that you have to do usually to exactly. get this going, right? So um, what I was thinking was that we could create these templates and we could create like every time that there is a new client coming in, they can create a new, um, a new database based on a JSON document. So every, every database for every client we have has the same structure, right? Uh -huh. The only thing that's different is the content in there. So by having the exact same structure and the same naming and everything, we can create these templates and we can say, all right, here's the template and we're just pulling out your specific information. And then the thing here too is that, um, as you saw in the, in, in the previous example, they, have, they had added, my example here is just, there is no styling, there's nothing going on, but you could add those options to pick like from three or four different styles so not every site looks exactly the same. Right. But the, thi the thing is that you can, uh, everything can be standardized and you can define a template. And uh, I, what I liked here again is the fact that I don't have to deal with like connection strings and drivers and this and that. It's just, here's the data. I define this context thing, and then I just start working with the data in, in my HTML. Wow, this is cool. I mean, this is like a really quick way of just getting out there. You know, one thing I want to point out is what you mentioned, uh, and this is, I guess, where your expertise also is, you know, comes in is you, you said that it, it makes a lot of sense to have like per person a new JSON database mm -hmm. kind of thing versus... You know, had I gone in there not knowing as much, I would like, ah, should there be like a kind of like a, like a, you know, each person is just one item in the database versus mm -hmm. each person is a database. What's, uh, can you talk briefly about why you'd go with one over the other or is it more arbitrary? So the reason why, uh, so the reason, and again, I spent, about five minutes like thinking about this because <laughs> that's pretty much that's how much time I spent just to get this up and running so right. the reason why I thought about like one database per um, uh, per client is because I so the way that I created this database by the way let me uh, let's get out of this developer mode here so the way that I created this um, uh, database uh, or this I don't know. I guess it's a document. The document here called product. I don't. To be honest, I don't know what the terminology is here. Again, just because I need to spend more time with it. I don't know if this is. I think this would be a document within the database, ah, and I called okay. it product. Right. So maybe that's a better way of putting it. So each client would be its own document within the database, mm. right? And then each doc. So that this would be like. This document is called products, but it would be like customer one, customer two, customer three. But then the the contents inside of here would be exactly the same. So you could have a template, right? And that the template could stay exactly the same. The only thing that changes is the name of the document that you're pulling data from. I think right. again, that makes sense. I might, I might have the terminology completely wrong, and somebody that knows. REST 
db.io is uh, screaming. If you guys are checking out this out right now. Please come and correct us yes. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but but I really like the fact that they have this template language. And right. another thing too that I just saw this. I, I don't know how ex- exactly how this works. Is they have this like email inbound outbound hmm. thingamabob going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you can. Um, I don't know if you can uh, oh, send email emails. to the application and the contents of that email could be um, what's in the database or the document or whatever the terminology is for that particular customer. So let's say that we have the sign-up process. Right. So when the user signs up, it could be as simple as we they say, I want to sign up for this service. What we do is we send them an email. And in that, e- like you can create like form-based email. So it's not mm. like free form where the user can type in whatever. Like we have a form in the email and they just respond back to that email, fill out the form in the email. They and submit that. Uh-huh. That email goes into here. We extract the data. So the sign, the onboarding process from the end user perspective is they just respond to an email. Wow, dude, that's amazing. Like, imagine, like, go to the site as an end user. Instead of signing up, which means you have to come up with a password and sometimes even a username beyond your email, Yeah. all you have to do is, like, hey, you want to do this? Just put your email here. And then your half the process is actually happening in your inbox. Exactly. You know, and you don't have to ever remember a password even because anytime you want to start an action, you just get an email sent, which gives you a link maybe even that that may be like down the road yeah, the, yeah. so there has to be uh, exactly right because if you think about it a lot of people people most people they feel comfortable sending an email right i mean right. and, and it kind of takes away a little bit of the sort of um they feel uncomfortable and they don't know what, what am I doing here? What am I signing up for? If they just respond back to an email and we, and again, it's not sort of a free form. They can, they can, you know, write whatever they want email, but it's a, it's a form based email. Then it makes it a lot easier to onboard. We still need to figure out a way so that we don't get just flooded with like some bot that sends out a gazillion emails. And then, right. uh, you know, some some things something there that we have to figure out. But anywho, I liked uh, I liked the whole templating thing here. See see if I can figure out how that inbound email thing works. Hmm. Uh, it it's uh, I mean it's relatively simple. Um, for me, I looked at it at an example, and then it was relatively easy to just get that simple, just listing three items in a bullet point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to expand a little bit on this and see uh, and see how this works. Dude, this is fun! Like, yeah, this is like I just love this. Like, I never heard of RestDB.io. I hadn't. I had not heard about this until uh, yesterday. Like oh. yesterday, when I had lunch, I was just googling around. Uh-huh. And I came across this and never heard of it. I signed up for this developer account. And uh, you know what's uh, interesting is that um, um, I, I'm pretty sure you could do this on Azure or AWS with like like the classical frameworks like React and uh, all any of those things, right? Like, but this just makes it so easy in some ways. It, it makes it easy because there is zero. There's like no setup. 
Yeah. I, I go in here and then I just start creating. I don't have to let's, you know, NPM install 14 million packages and do this and that and download this. And it's just right in here. And uh, what, what I'm going to try um, until we, you know, until next week is I'm going to see if I can expand a bit on this. I want to figure what that whole email thing is about mm. and um, see if I can create a template and then just create sites based on contents in, in that template and then see, see what happens. And again, it might work out. It might be not at all what we need, but uh, it has I potential. Think that's a great, it's all, it has a potential, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's also something brand new. I never used this before. Um, it's it's quite different compared to what I would typically do. Like I would go, as you mentioned, like I would probably uh, my, my natural instinct would be, oh, let's do let you know, let's fire up Visual Studio and or VS Code, right, and start building something from scratch. So I'm kind of interesting to see what where this can go. Right, right, totally. Yeah, it's it's interesting that, you know, because there's that whole movement of no code and low code solutions. Exactly. I, I would qualify this as low code. It's not no yeah. code, but, you know, yes. you can go further. No code, that. absolutely. Low code solution. Yeah, yeah. And and it seems like the nice thing is that the the websites that, let's say, I'm, I'm guessing like using their API, you could trigger auto generation of sites from like a document. Yes, yes. Um, and what, and that, that sites template could be designed by, you know, we could get a, someone who's like, all they do is just design beautiful looking sites to just. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And they actually have, uh, just one more thing here and then we'll, uh, I want to show you something else, but they have uh, a number of templates in here, uh, where they kind of show you, uh, Oh, Wow. What they so the, the top one is the one that I use, but I have all these other templates, right? Uh, where they kind of show you what uh, what you can do. Uh, it's it's almost tool. like it's this is almost calling for uh, you know each person that uses the service, let's say um, that we're looking at it, imagining right now. The very first iteration would be just nice to have like a landing page which has in it without having too much complexity, mm-hmm. like their availability and ability to just sign up right there and then, and that's it. Yep. That's yep. it. No, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No BS. Uh, oops, sorry. There we go. Um, yes. So that was one thing that I figured out. So the, the, when I did this, I thought about. Um, so if you listening into the podcast you can't really see this but there's no like i'm developing when i'm showing this to jazz i'm doing it all in the browser so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm the again it's not a no code solution it's a low code solution and uh, i uh, uh, again restdb.io and i'm but i'm writing i'm developing in in the browser so the other thing i want to figure out is if there is a way to integrate this with uh, like github so that we can push to GitHub and, you know, in some other tool and then from there use it inside of here. Like if this can pull from GitHub, check out from GitHub so we get versioning and and so that we can collaborate. Oh, nice. Yeah, totally. Right? So that, that's yeah. the next thing I want to figure out. So I also, uh, have you checked that code spaces? I think code spaces is something, oh, this is like the online uh, IDE. 
in the browser from Microsoft? Yeah. So I, so this was the other thing that I wanted to check out. So code spaces, which I'm signing into right now, it is, um, Visual Studio Code or uh, VS Code, which is what I'm using right here, uh, in the browser. And the reason why I wanted to look into this is not so much because I can't, uh, you know, set up. I mean, I have VS Code on, I have like four different laptops around the house that has VS Code and, and Visual Studio installed. But the reason why I wanted to check this out is because uh, how it allows you to collaborate. So um, I set this up and I haven't done anything here besides just create one of these code spaces and all in the browser. Uh, So uh, for those of you who are watching this, uh, then this is just uh, in my browser. And I set it up and I connected it to a GitHub repo. So there's a repo. So when you set this up, it says, hey, where's your repo? I plug in the, the GitHub URL. And uh, now I have uh, a connection here. This is the readme file from that repo. And then from here, I can check in and check out uh, files. And what we can do here is, and this is what I wanted to try out, uh, I can share this. So I can say, all right, so for example, the two of us, I can take this um, code space and I can say that I would like to um, share this with someone. So I want to invite a uh, a participant. So what happened is that it generated a a link. And then if I send this link, and again, uh, I've never tried this out before, so I'm not sure if it's going to work. But if I were to send you a, a message, can I send you a message from here? Or do I need to? Yeah, do it there? in the chat box. Where is my chat box? That is a good question. Yeah. Zoom doesn't do well with two screens and screen sharing. It should just leave our main window intact. It just kind of does this weird collapse of that. Yeah. All right. Let me do this real quick. I have, uh, do you have your email open? Yeah, just send it out. Yeah, I'll send you an email. I will do that right now. Or text me. Oh, you don't have iMessage on Windows, right? No, no. Okay. All right, but I'm sending it to you right now. So I'm wondering what will happen here. So I, again, I never tried this before, but I sent uh, I sent you a uh, a link that was created from here. And what should happen here is that when you connect, so I made this read and write. So what should happen here is that both of us should be able to make changes. Uh, I see. Okay. So uh, I have clicked on the link. Yes. Now here it is. Join the live share session from your favorite tool. Oh, I, I guess I could even do this from VS Code instead of. Well, you from can do the it. There is an option there, yes, to do it within. Yeah, you could open browser. up VS Code, but you could also do it just in the browser. Oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, so you're Coming connected, in. right? So if you click on the, the README file, 
One second. Uh, I'm just telling it I'm going to be anonymous as Jaswell. All right. And it's there uh, we go. So I'm going to accept read and write. There we go. So now nice. we have participants. We have Jazz and uh, you. Yep. Yeah. So now I can see that you go in and you uh, add some markup. Ah, this is an MD file, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, nice. This is cool. This so is this, like a. This is pretty cool. So, what I was thinking was once we. Once we, uh, perhaps next week, flesh out the uh, so that the uh, technologies a little bit more. Uh, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll work on. I'll do a little bit more research on uh, the uh, the restb.io um, and and the other. Th I have one more thing I want to show you here, and the other thing I want to show you. I do a little bit more research on that, but then what I was thinking is uh, we could. Uh, do some collaborative programming from here, right? Mm. Uh, where uh, you know, in real time, we could we could pick like a very small, like little snippet of something. And so, if I go right, you should be able to see on your screen, right? When I totally when I type in, yeah. So what we can do is uh, we could do some collaborative development and. Uh, We'll pick some little small, uh, like easy thing. That's something that we can accomplish in like ten minutes or less, and right. uh, we'll try and. Uh, that would be cool, and I'm yeah. I'm also like super excited about figuring out the tech stack because one of the things like when you're thinking of like a startup or a project, uh, like the the other side of the equation is like what do you choose to actually create some sort of like a proof of concept or prototype that mm -hmm. doesn't like become like very expensive in terms of time or resources you know just to get it going you know um and 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 this is awesome like so far um this is definitely this is really cool and i'm super impressed by uh restdb.io and like the simplicity of it yes it's pretty neat yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we have we have restdb.io. Um, we'll uh, we'll try to to do something together in in code spaces next week, where we can both write code at this well one at a time, but we can see what we are doing in here. Right. Very and, likely, uh, you're gonna write code. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. You, you're gonna <laughs> critique it. I'm gonna yes. critique your code, right, yes. man? So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and commit this. If I can spell first, commit. And uh, nice. So for those of you listening in, what we just did was um, Ola opened up Visual Studio Code. It's a very popular text editor IDE in the open source world from Microsoft, interestingly. And um, instead of using VS Code locally on his computer, he went in the browser and accessed it um, in the cloud and sent me an invite link so that I could go there. And we were both editing a piece of code like it was a Google Doc, which is yes. pretty awesome. Yes. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it worked out great. So yeah. this, by the way, is... Um, Move so it's going to work a little bit different. 
um, where it's going to integrate directly within GitHub. So you can go to GitHub, go into your repository, and then you know, pick, pick a file in there and open up the file inside of code spaces, inside of a browser, and start developing right away. Uh, and uh, that is in, uh, in beta right now. So I requested beta access, but I, I guess I was a little too late. I wanted to try to see if I could get it going before today, but uh, mm. the, uh, uh, I did it yesterday. So hopefully next time uh, we can go ahead and uh, we can do it uh, directly from within. Let's go ahead and go over here. If I go into uh, GitHub and if I go into, let's check out this repo here. So if we go into this and that, so there we go. There it is. Nice. There it is two minutes ago. Uh, so this is where uh, code spaces, uh, so I'm in github.com, so in my repository. So this is where code spaces should show up. And uh, from what I understand, this is going to be a, uh, like, where there's a button that you could click on. It just opens up that repository in, in code spaces. Ah, uh, okay. This, I mean, this is pretty neat. And I'm yeah. assuming you have heard of some of these other um here uh this is in my background right now like stack blitz and uh code pen or uh yes code sandbox yes. and they, these yes. are if for some reason the 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 vs code beta thing on github doesn't work i know that stack blitz is actually based on vs code source yes. code as well yes and so i i've used i've used them um and they're me personally, they're okay. They are mm. a little, I don't know. They're, I, I mean, I, yes, it is VS Code, but it's not like exactly like VS Code to me. Right. Um, right. So and you I, prefer VS Code? Yes. Uh, I, I want just VS Code. So we'll, we'll see. Um, hopefully that this will, uh, before next week, I'll be uh, admitted into the beta program. But if not, we'll... Uh, We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. So, yes. so just just to point out that something like Stack Blitz, they are. If you look at my background right now, you'll see. Uh, you know, they it, they can create you a brand new workspace with everything set up for something like Angular, React. Yes. You know, static sites view. But I think what we're doing with this repo and VS Code is we're not particularly doing Angular sites or React sites. We're just gonna be hacking some code to make that rest db stuff work exactly yes right so if needed just, if needed yes as little code as possible that's that's what we want that's to, the goal to do. yeah yes. yeah yeah um all right one quick thing here what i should do is how do i add you to this repository oh go to uh settings and the uh oh here we go there okay there you go so we'll have settings, manage access. Is that it? Maybe. I think so. All or, right. Um, let's see here. Invite a collaborator. Just Jaswell. And 
jazz wall this one that's it that's it all right you have been invited my friend sweet this is awesome yes all right so um last thing that i wanted to show you is uh, so i wanted to find something that can do um scheduling Mm. And like scheduling and email, and I wanted to find a way to uh, like just how do you manage all of that? Like some nice API that can hook into different scheduling platforms. So again, to make it easy, whatever uh, the uh, the person that's signing up, whatever they want to use, if they have uh, you know Gmail or if they have Outlook or whatever it is, uh, something that can easily integrate with that. So again. This was based on just quick Google, and I found it's Nihilus, I guess it's pronounced. And mm. um, they have a, a, it's a platform that integrates with uh, all of these different uh, communication platforms like Microsoft 365 and Gmail and Outlook and it's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Google Calendar. And, Google Calendar, exactly, right? So then they have these APIs. Interesting. Uh, they have an email API, a calendar API, and a, a contacts API. So specifically what I was thinking about is the, um, uh, the calendar API. And uh, let me uh, sign in here. <clears throat> um, so I... Um, Again, I, I did not spend uh, a whole lot of time thinking about this or looking at it, but I just created an account, uh, a, a free developer account here. And uh, what I uh, wanted to try and figure out is how could we uh, integrate this with uh, RESTDB so mm. uh, we can... Uh, so the way that I, again, I'm thinking this is how it works, right? So that we can, um, for the users that sign up, we can generate calendars. So they would see, you know, whatever we end up calling, let's say we call it social nexus or whatever the name of this tool is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, what we're going to name it. When you sign up, so you send that email and then once your site has been set up, you get a response back with a, uh, like a calendar link, like you click on it and the calendar will show up in amongst your other calendars, right? Does that make sense? So when you go into Gmail and you can have multi, like you can have a, a like a vacation calendar, you can have a, uh, a work calendar, you can have different calendars, right? So there would be like a social nexus calendar. And then uh, from there, you can schedule things, so when you want to schedule, um, you want to broadcast something, you want to schedule something with a user, you don't have to go to a site. You don't have to go to a special like play. You can just do it right from within whatever calendaring application that you use. So and, to be clear, when you're talking about this, you're talking about the the coaches who will be setting up this thing or exactly. the, their clients? So yeah, the coaches, exactly. So the okay. coach they would have their calendar, like mm. the social nexus calendar mm. or whatever we end up calling it, right? They, so when they sign up, they will get a, 
a uh, link back. And when they click on that, it would add a calendar to whatever email program that they use. So, you know, for example, so I have calendars for, uh, you know, U.S. holiday. I have a Swedish holiday calendar. I have a work calendar. I have a family calendar. So there would be just another calendar. And then the coach, when they schedule, if when they schedule in that particular calendar, then this is where this, and again, I'm assuming a lot of things here, but I want to see if I can use this API here to synchronize so that their um, appointment or that calendar event that they set up, uh, depending on, let's say that they want to do a one-on-one -on -one session, then it synchronizes, and then this API brings it into our environment where we can send out an email and we can keep track of things. Uh, sending out an email to the person that they're inviting that they want to schedule with, or if they want to broadcast something, so they want to they go into the calendar and say, okay, on Thursday, I'm going to do a YouTube stream, right? And they just do that from their own calendar. So they say new event, there is a category for YouTube stream, they type in the description, the, you know, the, uh, uh, the title, etc. They schedule that. As soon as they do that, this API, the Nihilus API, synchronizes that with our platform. And in our platform, we push that into YouTube. Like we, we actually schedule that in YouTube. And we also send out invites to people, right? So they get an email and say, hey, so-and-so is going to do a stream on mm. this particular day. I see. So what's interesting here is it's, it's um, very specific way this is done and I just want to so what you're saying is that if I was a coach yes um I've signed up on social nexus and yes. now all I got to do to do um you know as for, not not for one-on-one -on -one signups that would come from my clients but like mm -hmm. for things that I am uh starting right yes so so if it's a youtube thing or a talk or some live thing or whatever right mm -hmm. Um, or I just wanted to say, hey, here's something you guys should know about. So, so yes. I put that in my personal cal calendar, a specific yes. personal calendar, and then that pushes out through this API onto yes. Social Nexus platform. All the people who follow me get notified. And I get exactly. details. So that's interesting. The question for me would be if that is that is more complex than it might need to be in terms of a lot of people I've dealt with are so confused with uh, the idea of multiple calendars in Google Calendar that, right. you know, that's, it's, it's one of the things. And so like what I noticed with Acuity uh, scheduling yeah. was that me as a client, not a coach, when I, when I schedule something, I've, anytime I buy an event ticket or like I schedule something, I've seen two ways those websites interact with me as far mm -hmm. as calendar. The, the one thing they do is they'll just say, hey, do you want to add this to Google your calendar? Mm -hmm. Which kind of calendar do you have? And so there's a, there's a button that says Google. I click on it. It just goes into my Google calendar and creates an event. I'll, all I have to do is hit save and it'll be saved in my calendar. That's yes. one, one way. A yeah. second way I've seen done is I would click that button and then it makes me authorize. Google then asks like, hey, do you want to authorize that app to use your calendar and access all the details? And if I say mm -hmm. yes, then they'll create the event. Okay. I don't have to save anything. Yeah. Um, I personally prefer the first one because it's less intrusive. It, it never acquired any kind of uh, third-party app or let's say social nexus to go yeah, in yeah, and yeah. access my calendar. 
Yeah. That makes sense. May yeah, you no, know, you're right. Now that you're saying it, maybe I'm overthinking the uh the scheduling bit. Um you're right. Uh yeah, I, I yeah, maybe we should revisit that. We could revisit uh, this, yeah. Yes. Uh well, that's why I'm telling you about these things. So this is why <laughs> that's you know, I get your honest reaction, okay? So uh nihilus uh not so good um and what was uh <laughs> what was that, was that your uh... a lot better uh-huh. yeah um, the, the volume right. on your sound effects need to be higher a little okay yeah sorry i think i i uh, i just ran it through my um uh i ran it through my uh here we gotta hear the sound effects okay we got it. It's important. All right. So that's all the, the uh, podcast listeners got. Because yes, they can't see. So <laughs> this is the uh, this is uh, Nihilus, and uh, mm. this is uh, Resty B. Yeah, yeah. So one 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 got the approval. Uh, the other one not so much. Right. Um, okay. Moving along. Last thing. So this is, I know you know about this already because I think you're using this Zapier. Zapier, yeah. Zapier, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is what I was thinking, um, like in terms of the, uh, like any type of workflow um, that we need to put into place. So this will probably be more like, not necessarily something that the user would see, like the coach or like anyone that interfaces with the app, but just something for us behind the scenes where we can keep track of, you know, this needs to happen first and then this needs to happen and data needs to go from here to here. Hmm. Um, so this is what I'm going to try um, to use for any type of workflow, like keeping track of like the onboarding process or scheduling, whatever it is, uh, again, because it is a... Uh, yeah, these these guys were. Um, I mean, they're amazing. In fact, did you know Zapier is one of the few companies, even before the uh, COVID lockdown, they were hundred percent remote. They had zero offices. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard I the founder speak at a conference um, a few months, couple months before the lockdown in Oakland, oh, yeah. and yeah, it was just like hundreds of employees, all remote, all over the world. That um, is that is neat. There is. Um... What's that other company that also ha- is completely remote? I, that I, I just heard about this the other day too. I'm just totally huh. blanking on it now. A, a tech company? Yeah, tech tech company. Um, anyways, I'll I, I get to me. But that, that's cool. Uh, that that's kind of interesting. Are they um, uh, Silicon Valley? Is, I mean, is that where they started out, or did they? It's, I think the, there's two founders. Yeah, they started somewhere, um, somewhere in in California. Okay. Though they might be somewhere else now. Man, what a life! Like running a, I don't know how many hundred people, hundreds of people working for Zapier, and uh, but yeah, like the fact that you could just create a Zap, which is um, triggered based workflow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Kind of like uh, Power Automate or Trade.io yeah. or um, there's quite a few now that are competing yeah. with these guys. But um, Zapier is the one that wins the um, the number of ready-built integrations game. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, 
so those are some of the technologies that uh, I like to uh, check out more. And I think uh, the rest DB, oh, this is documentation. So they seem to have pretty good documentation. Um, it was relatively easy for me to kind of figure out at least to get going. So I, I'll, I'll take another stab at this. And um, are you next week, same time? Dude, I'm super down. All yeah. right. So we'll do next Wednesday, 6. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll look into this a bit more. And I will, let me stop my sharing here. I'll look into this a, uh, a bit more. Uh, and uh, I'll uh, try and uh, come up with some little easy problem that we can figure out, hopefully, rather quickly, uh, that we can kind of collaborate on in, in code spaces and work on and, and see if we can get it all the way into RESTDB in a, in a timely fashion. I was going to offer some test users to come in and just create something. I could uh, work on that ahead of time we, we probably need another session or two yes that. yeah we need we need a couple more sessions i think yeah you know what that's a good idea so once we have once we have something that's usable um yeah that'd be cool we can invite some people and like not telling them i mean obviously not completely surprise them with what they're about to do but not showing them the application before but tell them that hey we built this thing this is what it does Right. But then show it to them like in real time and we'll, we'll, we'll stream it and we'll see how easy or hard it is for them to figure it out, how to use it. Right. And actually, um, thinking of that, it's um, one of the other things that uh, maybe we can spend a little time on next week is just how to target this, uh, target this against specific users. So, so it becomes kind of like an interplay between like the dev work that's going to happen and yes. also like... I could see this and that be the log of how a startup happened yeah, and just kind of like all the things that are happening. So, so users coming down the road, uh, one of the things. And then the other thing is um, in, in terms of, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see their workflow um, and we'll see their reactions, probably get a lot out of it. And uh, yes. Uh, and then have like some sort of like a beta and see like you know try out um, try out the app see how much they might be interested and then maybe there's there's a lot of people interested in this oh now remember I was just stalling for uh, time I was forgetting <laughs> something it's a uh, Zoom integration so okay. so I know Zoom has API and I'm assuming mm -hmm. that most people if they had to choose between if something they could automate would be like Zoom scheduling. So uh, let's say I set my availability for like, hey, I'm a coach. I'm available Monday through Friday between 9 a.m. till 4 p.m., mm -hmm. half-hour chunks, kind of like Calendly, you know, yes. like or hour-long chunks. And you yeah. can schedule me for a coaching session for this this much money. And when they do, the 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 platform will then access Zoom to create a new Zoom meeting, schedule it, and me, the coach, I'm the host because I've signed in, given given this app the permissions, so it can actually go ahead and create these on my behalf. Yes. Yeah. 
that would be uh and i think Definitely. that is i don't Definitely. think that is that crazy difficult though i have no idea but would be we'll, we'll give it a try see we'll what give happens. it a try next time yeah 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 that would be cool awesome all right well uh we have uh we get stuff to do before next week and uh, i think uh uh, I think we can put some something workable, rough together next time we meet next Wednesday. Totally. All what right. would you say? Um, and, and this is something we haven't looked at, but what would you say would be a good number of people to try this out on? Like 10, 20, 100? I don't know. I, I mean, I think if we start with 10. 10? Yeah. So, you know, uh, so then I have some sort of a, like a goal you can strive yeah. towards like getting 10 people in, let's say two weeks. Yeah. Not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. Yes. And, uh, just showing them, like creating some sort of like a presentation package. So they know what it's about, wrap their head, head around. And it's yes. like, Hey, this is what, this is why you would use this. Yes. So are we just, are we going to present to them? Uh, and then just look at it or should we present and then them using it? I think we could try like a live test session with a person or two. That would, that could be one thing. And then the second we could do is, um, and I could also focus on creating the right kind of messaging and just putting it out on social media and see who bites. Yes. Um, and they're, you know, they, they, the only way they can use it is by beta invite, which, mm -hmm. which would be basically through the two of us sending yes. them a direct sign up link or something. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it could be the email, right? It could just be the email. Yeah. 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 Well, if we can get that to work. So a, a simple landing page where if you want to get started, step one is put your email in. Yes. And yeah, we should when, do that. Yes. And when you when we you're we have a slot available for you, we'll just send you the the first step to click on to fill out the yes. form. Yeah. We can create a very hard to find website on the on the dark web. You need an <laughs> onion router <laughs> browser <laughs> to be find it. Maybe not yeah. that hard. All right. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah. Let's let's. Uh, uh, in a couple weeks, let's check. So let's we'll know next, next week. Next week, let's talk at the end of next session and see where we're at and if we think we should, uh, you know, invite invite people. I like that. I'm just gonna put that in here. Is yes. to do for next week, and this is just my uh, uh, just me here. Uh, you could probably see. Um, so to do for next week is um, try out VS Code further, right? Yes. That's one of the things. And uh, um, game plan on initial signups yes. of test users. Uh, target is 10 people. And then uh, talk about live testing on following episode and then uh, create messaging mm -hmm. for social media. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Sweet. And, uh, yeah. Email signups. Yeah. Cool. Dude, this is cool. All right.
man, this was more than just this and that. This was like straight up this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sweet. All righty. Yeah. Well, uh, it was good. Uh, good talking to you. I got to go eat something. I'm starving. Same. And uh, I will talk to you in a week. Yeah, and just keep me posted um, on any new tech. I'm going to check out RESTDB too. This, yes. this looks fun. Yeah. Yes, let's check yeah. it out. Awesome. All right, signing off from this and that. Signing off from this and that. Cheerios.